Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCullough. My name is Christopher McCullough, Master Certified Coach, and that's right, you have to say it that way. This here is Alex Terranova. Alex, say hi to the people. Hi, guys. Uh, tell people you're a you're a dream mason. I don't know what that is. I'm a dream mason, yes. I think we're all dream masons, though, so that means you're a dream mason, too, Christopher. You're not the only one left out of this. A dream mason is a person that is courageous enough to say they have a dream and then bold and brave enough and determined enough to go out into the world and actually create that dream and make it a reality. You are a performance mindfulness coach and host of your own podcast called The Dream Mason Podcast, available on iTunes or Accomplishment Media or wherever fine podcasts are available. You create uh, your your coaching business as you help strong and successful men boldly declare what they want, get real about what's in the way, and create the strategy and steps for more clarity, freedom, and success in their lives. You've been a coach for how long? Uh, four years. And do you have some of them letters after your name? I do. Uh, ACCC. I'm also a certified health coach. Got it. So you're kind of representing here. You're you're counterbalancing me because you're our in-studio guest co-host today. And I'm a MCC 27 years of coaching and coach training and uh, a CEO of an organization. Um what I'm just a wee little lad. <laughs> it's been it's been a while since you and I've been together. What do you want to share with the people? Oh man! Uh, well, okay, you, I you was went on in, vacation. I was, I was, I was in say. Monaco, yeah, and I went to the that. Grand Prix. Now, what do you got? Uh, I had a World Series champion on my podcast. Oh, two-time World Series champion. Damn! What's his name? You know, his name is Aubrey Huff. Oh, Giants! Yeah, Giants! Yeah, yeah. Nice. I would have liked to have been in Monaco and done that podcast. That would have been the best. That would have been a win-win, right? True. True. Uh, back of a 142-foot yacht, watching oh. the race go by. Uh, the problem with a vacation like that is you got to come home. Mm. You're like, where's my butler? Where's my full day champagne <laughs> bar? This place sucks. Uh, what else uh, do you want to share with the class? With the class? Um, I don't know. This is, uh, it's good to be back. I'm glad to have you back. I'm excited to talk to our guest today. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. And if anybody uh, decides they want to talk more to you, they should go to Instagram and check out Inspirational Alex, or they can go to your website, which is the Dream Mason. Dot com, of course, also on YouTube. I understand that's very popular. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? So we had the conversation among Masters Conference since I was last here. We also uh, are about to go into the Association of Coach Training Organizations. That's called ACTO, the Association of Coach Training Organizations Conference next week. You know what the topic is? I don't. Diversity, diversity and inclusion. Now, here's the thing. I went to the EMCC, European Mentor and Coaching Council, uh, conference in Dublin this year and they had one breakout session on diversity and there were all 10 of us really enjoyed that session but uh what uh what acto has done has taken the lead that the if we're going to address diversity on any real way in coaching that it's going to start with the coach training programs and i think that's pretty bold i think that's badass uh, i think you know we obviously need it everywhere you know we have two white guys sitting here and Another white guy sitting outside the studio. Are you white? Because I don't see color. I'm <laughs> um, teasing, obviously. The, um, 
Go. No, it would be, uh, I mean, I think obviously bringing in, I noticed when I coach sometimes, uh, one of the challenging things is when you get people from other countries or other cultures and the things you say don't line up yeah. with, you know, the, the sayings, the expressions, the metaphors don't line up or work the same way. <laughs> I, um, tried to, I tried a baseball metaphor in Malaysia. It did not work. Yeah. People I had, like, a, I had a client from uh, the UK the other day and they basically were like, you Americans are crazy. Yeah. You guys are always have goals and all these things, but just nothing as the way that I was coaching just did not land over there. Yeah. Let's call it a cultural difference. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Uh, okay. Anything personally that you want to, you, you did hot yoga. Oh my God. I do a lot of hot yoga, but, uh, yeah, I do hot yoga a couple days a week in the morning and you know, sometimes I get here and I can't make the heat stop being hot. <laughs> I have a friend who's around my age who does that. You know what I do for uh, for exercise? Yeah, you get up and walk from the desk to the refrigerator. I went to a baseball game last night. That's right. I went to a baseball game. The uh, the Padres and the um, Phillies with Bryce Harper. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, let's talk coaching, though. Our first guest is an extraordinary, truly a pioneer in the field of coaching. Uh, I've met him in a person through his uh, wickedly irreverent wit, I became charmed immediately, as most people do around him. Uh, he's done more than two decades of coaching clients. He has created an ACTPN accredited coach training program called the Coaching Mastery Program, designed with mastery in mind. He's delivering it in person and online in China. He's also going to release something that we've never seen before, called The Seven Realms, the quell, A Quest for Self-Mastery. I'm wondering if that's uh, uh, if The Seven Realms came from Game of Thrones. Anyway, uh, he's uh, interested in gamification. He is masterful in the art of provocative inquiry for leadership development. And he started coaching in 1992, attaining his MCC designation in 1999. He's created curriculum, written four books on coaching, including Masterful Questions, which is still used in training courses in universities around the world. We're delighted to welcome to our microphones, Michael Stratford. Hello, sir. Hi there. Oh, we need to turn you way up. Turn uh, me way up? Look around outside. Where do you find yourself today? Uh, where do I find myself today? Today I'm in Laguna Hills, just back from Vienna. Ah, beautiful places both. Um, yeah. Let's start with, you're a, you're a big deal in coaching, and you've started recently doing coach training in China. I want to I hear what that's about, and then I want to grill you uh, all about your experience over there. Okay, ready, go. Okay. Um, what is it about? You know, uh, for most of my life, since I got into the field of coaching, I've really just followed my intuition almost like standing in a field of pristine snow and waiting for something to tell me, step here, and then I do, instead of uh, trying to figure out or force uh, the direction that I'm going. And that alignment brought me to meet uh, another coach, a man named Dr. Paul Jung. And he's been around, he's got like three PhDs, but he's also got his own coach training program in China, he's from Korea. And at one meeting, um, one day here, actually in San Diego, I was doing a different kind of training. And he said, I'd like you to come to China someday and teach. And I said, okay. And we just sort of dropped it for two years. And then all of a sudden the timing was right. And he says, I want you to come over and teach. I said, what do you want me to teach? He said, whatever you want. <laughs> and so 
I, um, at first I went over and I started teaching some of the things that I already had in my, um, in my, uh, you know, locker, you know, things like masterful questions, masterful presence, masterful listening, um, directed evolution, gamification, gamify your life, things like that. And then he said, could you put together a program that would uh, take people from PCC to MCC in their training? Because he has a uh, an ACTP, a approved coach training program that moves people through the ACC process and the PCC, professional coach uh, level. And I said, sure, because I'd already been working on that internally in different ways, in courses like Masterful Provocation, Masterful uh, Evocateur, things like that. And so I just cobbled it together and I worked on the foundational principle of coaching, which is it's already there, which means I'm making the assumption that mastery in coaching is already in the clients, uh, the students who come, and then using the equation performance equals potential minus interference, what we have to do is subtract the interference and that mastery will simply reveal itself. Michael. And so that's what the program is about. Michael, how do you, can you give us a quick, as somebody who would love to be an MCC one day, but you know, the, the limiting beliefs in my head tell me it's never going to happen. I'll never be that great a coach. Um, what are the, what are like the things that really for you separate, you know, a coach in the beginning of their career, whether it's year one to year five, um, and they're an ACC or a PCC and an MCC. Okay. Um, I, I put this whimsically recently, but I think it applies and I'll talk about it for after it. The locus of the focus creates the hocus pocus. <laughs> You're going to have to give that to us again. The locus of the focus creates the hocus pocus, creates the magic. So here's, here's a distinction that as an assessor, which I've also been for the ICF, International Coach Federation, for many years, um, the Locus, the place of focus for most ACCs is about helping the clients solve a problem. They're fairly task and strategy focused. They focus mostly on the what of the client, the situation, circumstances that the coach is focusing. Right. This is just what I've observed, and it's actually the low-hanging fruit in what's being presented. Um, and so I've artificially put an equation on that or a percentage on that. And I'd say 80% of the time they're focused on what the client is facing, about 20% of the time they're focused on who they are. Then at PCC level, what I've noticed is that they start to shift to recognize that who the client is, is a really important part of the equation. It's actually the tagline for my uh, company, the company with my wife, who you are makes a difference in what you do. It's very simple and it's very obvious, but most people are addicted to getting or giving answers versus understanding where the questions are coming from and where the challenges are coming from and where the choices are coming from. So people start to shift around PCC and I, what I see is about an average of 50-50 focus. In MCC coaching, and I'm sure Christopher, you feel this something similar, about 80% of what we're focused on is who the person is, knowing that if we can get them connected 
truly to who they are, what's important and meaningful to them, have them reveal to themselves what they already have inside in their capacity and capability, then they can leverage that and apply that to their challenges in ways that are uniquely congruent to them. So we work mostly on who the person is. I don't know if that is sim uh, simple enough. It's, it's very simple. I want, to, I want to know more of the how, but it's very simple <laughs> and we don't have you know, yeah. enough time. We probably have to take your program for that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what I want to do is I want to, first of all, any, any comments, any brief uh, uh, comments about the PCC markers? I know that you're I, married to somebody who's very invested in that. Um, yeah, I, I love the path of those because unfortunately, uh, a lot of people see them only as um, check boxes. metrics, right? You know, um, but what they're not doing is that they're they're not asking the question um, with each marker within the competency. What is that one there for? Why are we measuring that? What is it designed to do if you fulfill that? They're not asking that. They're just going, how do I demonstrate that so right. that I can get my credential? Yeah, like a checkbox. Which means box. they're, right. you know, they're actually focused on the credential as a destination rather than it being part of the journey toward mastery. Because, and Christopher, you'll probably share this as well. You know, when I got my MCC, um, I had about 4,000 hours of coaching at that point. And what I recognized right then and there was that it actually opened the door to my learning. I got that MCC and then I went, oh my God, there's so much more to learn. Right, right. That's, a, that's something we don't talk about a lot. I, I love that. Yeah. I actually and also appreciate you saying the 4,000 hours, right? Because I know like I've done, I think I've coached 1,200 hours. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, okay, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And, it, you know, obviously <laughs> comparison is irrelevant, but it does put it in perspective, right? Because my mind has me think I should be somewhere else. But when you say it, it's like, wow, this guy has done all this and it took 4,000 hours. You put in the time, the effort, the practice to get there versus, wow, I've done it. I've had a lot of clients. I should be an MCC already. Right. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a subtle distinction that's really important in that. And, uh, you know, there's a, a person who's been integral to the development of the markers. She's been a longtime coach, longtime MCC, a woman named Margaret Kriegbaum. And she came up with a statement that's really crucial in the accumulation of hours. And what she recognized, and I speak to my uh, students all the time, is that the number of hours is unimportant if you have 2,500 hours of bad habits. Right, right. This isn't going well for me. <laughs> so what one, what one has to add to the equation of practice and experimentation is qualified feedback and the openness to learn. Because to me, coaching is a learning experience. So is mastery. Mastery is a learning mindset. In coaching, from my observation, what we engage with is we engage with learning about who this client is because they're one of a kind, not to be um, measured or engaged with as if they are 
or ever will be anyone else. And it's like this funny little creature plunked down on the planet before you. And now what happens is that we, um, we get to be almost like scientists and study them and ask from a curious place, how does this one work? How does this one get out of stuck? Instead of trying to give them how to get out of stuck. That's cool. And in the understanding of that, in our learning about them, they learn about themselves and their own ecosystem and what they learn, they can then apply because most of that stuff is unconscious to them. They That's, don't know their own success methodology. That is so important. I think we should all write that down and blazon it on our foreheads. You should get a tattoo because you're a young man. Um, <laughs> let's, I want to, I want to, uh, at least touch. I want to get everything that we can in our brief time together here. Uh, let's talk about the seven realms, a quest for self-mastery. Uh, you say this is something like we've never seen before. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, can you imagine an in-person, uh, it has, it's a seven-month experience. Um, within it, there are three in-person events. Now, imagine a personal and professional development program where it's almost like going to another world. In fact, the, the vision is that what's going to happen is that there will be like a 10,000 square foot space. There'll be a giant map on the floor. Each of these seven realms will have a different sage that you will visit on your quest, a quest of challenge with seven circles of seven people. You watched Only a lot of Game of Thrones, didn't you? Tell the truth. Nope. Oh, okay. I didn't watch any. <laughs> All right. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. I didn't read it. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't. Who won? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Golden State uh, Warriors, strangely enough. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I'm actually, uh, you know, a sci-fi, sword and sorcery fantasy guy in my reading for a long time. And what I realized is that, you know, the live experience of interacting with people, if you put them inside a gamified real experience, uh, uh, not an online one only, but a gamified experience, and they can face and engage with challenges that they are going to have to engage with outside in the real world. And so we put them on a quest and they decide. And the quest is called Million Quest. And this has to be a real quest. The quest is defined as to positively affect the lives of one million people. And they have to identify that for themselves. And then they get to play with that and their, uh, their circle of seven as they quest through these seven realms and face challenges like the pit of despair. Right. From or the river of incompletions <laughs> or the uh, swamp of helpless hopelessness or the mirage of false beliefs or an avalanche of naysayers. Beautiful. So these are designed to stimulate the internal development of mastery in each of these seven realms. And each of these seven realms obviously, you know, intersects with each other. So um, it's giving people, uh, it's like a, a massive role-playing game for people, but it's focused toward personal and professional development. And it has a physical environment. I mean, they're going to go to an ancient temple of this. They'll go to a to a, perhaps a yurt on the steps. They'll go to you know uh, a grass hut. They'll go to maybe a wikiup. 
they'll go to all sorts of different things. And within one of those, within each of those realms, is a sage who is going to also give them an additional challenge that they have to solve with each other in order to find out where a piece of an artifact is. And then they put that artifact together in seven pieces. It's, so it's fun. It's immersive beyond you can imagine. Yeah. It um, sounds really unique and really different. And I've never heard of someone doing like it's, it's a training, right? I mean, that's what you're describing. It's not just um, an experience. No, it's, it's an experience. Oh, We're okay. not training any particular view. Okay. It's a developmental experience. It yes, sounds like it's okay. a developmental experience. It's like, you know, like if you went on a safari, you're going to learn stuff mm-hmm. just by engaging with it. If you went on any quest, you would learn stuff and you would learn about yourself. Just like um, Sam in Lord of the Rings at the end. <laughs> nice. He says, and it's one of my favorite scenes, but he says, um, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. Yeah. And in that moment, he realized his purpose, his value. He realized who he was and what he was about. And so it's that. And these, each of the seven realms has within it its own particular challenge that we regularly face. So, it's, so the idea of self-mastery is to up your levels, almost like the levels on a soundboard. You know, it, Some people are good in one realm, some are good in another. It sounds like it plays right into your, what you call evolutionary coaching. Yes, it does. Will you say more about that? Because I've never, I love when I read that uh, on your website, it like was like, oh, this looks interesting. I've never heard somebody say that. What, is, what does evolutionary coaching mean? Okay. Um, just a sidebar. Uh, I'm now going to be putting a book out on this be- called Becoming Evolutioners. It'll come out this fall. Um, but if you look at Maslow's hierarchy, people talk about the seven, you know, the seventh level of self-actualization. But Maslow was working on something else after that as well. And that was his eighth level was self-transcendence, which is going beyond the sense of you. In evolutionary coaching, if you think about it, coaching has been focused in two realms primarily up till now, or two, uh, I, I guess you would call it realms. First was transaction, basically get stuff done. And that was sort of the beginning, but then it got really invested in transformation. But if you use the image, uh, the common image for transformation, which is chrysalis into butterfly, right? Okay, what happens at the end of that transformation? It's a butterfly. It's beautiful, right? But the world and the universe is still evolving, which means it's now stuck in a static state called butterfly. So it would have to transform again and again and again in order to continue to match the the future as it's emerging toward us it's and, just and changing and shifting and evolving around us it's just brilliant and it's such high level stuff but at the same time i love your ability to make it completely simple and and gettable grokkable if you will um i want to let people know how to get a hold of you and find out more about all this wonderful work that you're doing including the gamification adventure uh a coaching the great adventure, the seven realms, a quest for self-mastery and more, including the masterful questions, ebook and regular book. All of that's available and more at Michael Stratford. That's M I C H A E L 
Stratford, S-T-R-A-T-F-O-R-D.com, michaelstratford.com. Um, oh, I'm going to ask you to shift that one. Okay, where? Um, just have people send me an email to provokem at gmail.com. We're going to have to spell that. It's P-R-O-V-O-K-U-M. At gmail.com. Yep. Now you've it got came a- from a presentation that I used to do called Provoke, Evoke, or Go Home. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I want to make sure that people know you're a very generous guest and you've got something for our listeners today, something for free. What are you, what are you providing for people and how do they get it? Um, I'm providing, well, send me an email uh, that says that you want a copy of it. And I'm saying uh, it's a copy of my ebook, Masterful Questions. And what I want to say is that it actually is free. I will simply respond to your email with the book as a PDF. I'm not going to put you on a mailing list and then pummel you with every other offer I have. The only time I'll tell you about those is if you ask me. So if you send an email saying, I'd like to get this ebook, I will send it to you and you won't hear from me again unless you ask me to. Beautiful. Um, what are you doing with, in terms of coach training? You, so we know that you're working in China. Are you also, are there offerings here in North America somewhere? Are you working with people? Is your school going? What's happening? Um, where I'm working is, uh, you know, as you said, it's in China right now. Um, I have had some requests to work in India um, and also in the Middle East. But I've found that, to be honest, the market in the U.S. is saturated. It's highly competitive, and unfortunately, and I don't know if this is accurate, but I have the feeling that there is a high volume of people who have stopped learning and shifted into, I know, I'm an expert now, and they're no longer reaching. They're no longer shifting outside. I hear you go to conferences, and 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 you go to other kinds of conferences, but I don't find that in the profession as much as I used to. I just came back from the uh, Integral Coaching Theory Conference in Vienna. Ooh. Um, yeah, sorry very interesting. That. Yeah. And, uh, and next year, maybe even in the fall, when, if I can, I'm going to be going to the Science and Non-Duality Conference because I want different perspectives. I don't want to be in the same echo chamber of the coaching conversation all the time because I don't grow there. Because the challenge isn't being brought to me there. I, I need to that. hear from something else. I love that. What a great reminder to all of us, including young well, Jedi, <laughs> Alex. I, I, it's really cool to hear you say it because often I am doing what you describe, but because I like it more. So I'm reading books on Buddhism and psychology and things that are outside of just the, the typical yes! coaching. And I thought it was my just, you know, my ego or whatnot, trying to get away from the, the traditional. And I had it reflected back to me by my mom, actually, who's a psych, who's a therapist who said, I love that you look at all these different realms and get to bring all of that to your clients. But I think what you brought earlier too, is it's about balancing, right? Because I'm bringing all these other things and there's still areas of my coaching about the human being that I'm not focused on because I'm looking at these other things. Well, they may wind up being um, unconsciously integrated well, into have, what you do. 
I hope so. I hope everything is unconsciously integrated. Um. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it, it's, it's part of what brings the richness to it. It's part of what even gives us uh, new metaphoric language to use with clients. I mean, I've had 56 different jobs. There's there damn precious few subjects I can't talk about and, and have a metaphor come up when a client says something or have the client say something about a, a particular different discipline or, or uh, industry or business that I can't have uh, some sort of metaphoric response with. That's really, amazing. That's cool. really cool. I think you, I mean, you're so into games. It's reminding me, I actually just recorded a, a podcast episode for my podcast. That's all about how game of Thrones is actually a metaphor for our subconscious mind. Yeah. Uh, and now you haven't seen, you, you said you haven't seen it, but it, everything you've been talking about is like looking at things through those different kinds of lenses, right? Like I'm watching it and I'm seeing it through a different lens versus just what the obvious thing in front of me is. Exactly. My, Michael, our time ha together has flown. And I thank you so much for your generosity. A reminder that if you email Michael at provokum, that's spelled P-R-O-V-O-K-U-M, at gmail.com, he will be happy to give you a copy of the Masterful Questions ebook. If you're a coach or a manager or talk to other humans, you want that book immediately. <laughs> the, uh, also, there's the upcoming Seven Realms, a quest for self mastery. There's also everything from Coaching the Great Adventure to his other three books, including another one coming out, it sounds like, uh, forthwith. Um, you're an extraordinary man and a leader in our industry. I want to give you the last minute of our time together for a parting thought or a parting shot. If you had something to say to 50,000 coaches, what would you have us know today or look well, at? First, I want to say thank you to you, to giving me an opportunity to uh, speak and, uh, and engage. And the second thing I want to say to coaches is that remember that both you and your clients are an absolute one-of-a-kind creature that we have never seen before. And when you're gone, we'll never see you again. So the focus is on your curiosity of understanding who you're engaged with, both with yourself and with the client, and then honoring that uniqueness in as deep a way as you can, because it is the one thing you can give us all that we can't get anywhere else. Beautiful. That is Michael Stratford, and we are grateful to you. Thank you for all of your contributions to our industry, to us individually, and for our time for your time here today in um, edifying it. I know that that Alex and I are both walking away. We're scribbling furiously our notes here. Um, thank you so much. One more time, the email to reach out to Michael is provokum p r o v o k u m at gmail.com and the website if you like is michaelstratford.com michael thank you so much for being with us today alex anything else for michael before uh... just thanks for bringing the like brilliance and the play at the same time it's really unique and and it was really fun to be with you it is oh. <laughs> thanks you're welcome say hi to carly and take good care of yourself and all your new parts sir thank you all right bye take good care. all right after these uh, important messages we'll be back with our next guest you're listening to the coaching show right here on accomplishment media or wherever fine podcasts are available uh that's alex terranova check him out the dream mason podcast or inspirational alex on 
Instagram. My name is Christopher McAuliffe, and we'll be right back after these messages. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. All right. Uh, here with my in-studio guest co-host, my name, of course, Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. And yes, you have to say it that way. This here is Alex Terranova. Say hi to the people. Alex Terranova, not a master certified coach. You <laughs> don't yet. have to say it that way. Not yet. Thank you. ACC, sorry <laughs> about that. But Alex is an extraordinary man. He's a dream mason, a performance and mindfulness coach, and a host of his own podcast, The Dream Mason Podcast, available on Accomplishment Media or iTunes or wherever I find podcasts are available. You can also connect with Alex at Instagram. He's at Inspirational Alex. His website is thedreammason.com. The Dream Mason. Mason is M-O-M-A-S-O-N. Or uh, YouTube, The Dream Mason Podcast, or you can email him at alex at thedreammason.com. Alex, uh, did you learn something from our previous guest? Oh, my God. First of all, I learned that we can have fun while helping people, you know, developing ourselves, working in China, apparently. Right. But it just, he, Michael brought a ton of fun to the, to that conversation, which was yeah. awesome. I wanted to talk to him. Eva Wong is one of the people who started coach training in China and she ran into some real trouble with the Chinese government. And just hearing her story was so chilling that I chose never to go to China to, to train coaches. <laughs> and you know, why not uh, eliminate 1 billion customers? Why not? Right. All right. Uh, okay. I, I learned a lot. It was great to have him. And our next guest is just as uh, incisive and delightful. Jeff Boudreau, Boudreau, I'm practicing. Jeff Boudreau is the executive director of Power and Systems Incorporated. Wouldn't you love to have that name? Power and Systems Incorporated. He's an avid practitioner of Barry Oshry's work for 20 years. He's a graduate of the legendary Power Lab and is master certified in all of Power and Systems workshops. We are delighted to welcome to our microphone for the first time, Jeff Boudreau. Jeff, sir, welcome. Thanks so much, Christopher. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being had, as we like to say. Hey, look around outside. What part of the world are you in? I am in the Boston area and... Uh, Finally, delightfully, there are sky blue and uh, light breeze, 70 degrees, and it hasn't rained um, as it has been for let's, days and days. Let's get to the important stuff. Are you a Red Sox fan? Of course, I'm a Red then Sox you're fan. You're going to have to talk to um, Alex. Right I'm now, sorry. I have to put the Red Sox <laughs> aside because the bees are in 
Stanley Cup. That's Thanks. right. That's right. All about the Bruins right now. All right, great. Uh, Alex wants to know what uh, about what? the company's name. I wanted to know what hockey is. No, I'm no. kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's actually let's let's jump into that. Um, what is Power and Systems, right? Because yeah, it's kind of an unusual name, isn't it? But um, believe it or not, it's fairly literal. It really does describe what we do. Uh, we specialize on working on and transforming what we call human systems. And I mean that in contrast to information systems or technology-based systems. We really focus on unleashing the power of organizations. Our founders, Barry uh, Oshry, as Christopher was saying, and he has been a groundbreaking researcher, author, facilitator, Renaissance man around this topic of human systems. And when you think about it, uh, we go from one system to another as people. We're in work organizations, school organizations, families, faith-based organizations, community groups, you name it. Um, because really humans are the social, most social of all creatures on this planet. And we're constantly moving from one social system to another. But we don't often step back to look at how we're all affected by the systems we're in. We're kind of like the goldfish in the bowl. We don't even see the water that we're swimming in. So what we do in Power and Systems is we focus on the power dynamics that play out in organizations, whether that's bosses to subordinates, employees to customers, parents to children or children to parents, siblings to siblings, teachers to students, students to administration. You can go on and on and on. But we don't often think about it on more than individual terms. We really specialize in stepping back to the balcony view and looking at the dynamics of organizations and people in those organizations. And that's what we're all about. So are you guys typically working with like individuals on in their, in their power dynamics and their relationships or mostly going into companies? Great question. We, we most often work with organizations. However, it does translate down to the individual coaching as well. So we can operate at both levels. So for example, we'll go into an organization and we'll do team coaching and team interventions and help them transform their culture or their organization in the ways that they need to. But we can also work with individuals and say, how can you get better at navigating the system you're in? There is real rich possibilities for power at any level or in any part of the system that you're in. How can you not just rely on your positional power, how can you actually increase your power, your effectiveness, your influence, no matter where you are in the organization? Do you guys train your own people or do they come from, do you bring them up from outside? Where, do, where does your team come from and how do they get trained into your, your philosophies? Methodologies. And, yeah. yeah, great question. We, um, we do train our own people, um, despite the fact that Barry is a huge fan of really making organizations more effective. He never wanted to have a big one himself. He never wanted to <laughs> because a, of it, a right? huge organization. Went, yeah, right. Watch that. Um, <laughs> he never really wanted to have this monstrous organization. It wasn't about getting big. It was about having an impact. So what we've done as an organization is created a virtual organization. Power and Systems itself is relatively small, but we have over 800 people spread literally throughout the world on every continent except for Antarctica. Um, people who are certified in our programs and our methodologies that can deliver it to the organizations they serve. Sometimes those people reside inside the organization um, 
And then there are people that are individual practitioners or part of a consulting practice, for example, and they have a variety of clients across either an industry or a variety of industries. Well, you've you've made some good choices there because there's no business in Antarctica. I can't tell you how long I've waited for clients. Those researchers are very lonely down there, though, however, <laughs> and they would welcome almost any intervention at this point. Indeed. So. so- uh, just to, for our listeners who may not, who may like me, be spelling challenged, Barry Oshry is O S H R Y, and uh, if I if I go to Amazon, which I do, uh, I find twelve titles, twelve books that he's written. Where do we start? Where's the nothing. where's sort of the seminal or the fundamental piece of work that will introduce us to this whole organizational context? Oh, that's a that's a really work. hard choice. Um, that, Barry's interesting in that his work and his writing. Um, has almost a mono focus on this topic, this passion of his. And I'll tell you a little bit about how he came about this passion. It's kind of an interesting story. But before I do that, to answer your question, I would start either with one of his earlier books, like Seeing Systems, mm-hmm. or I would start with his latest book just last year, Context, Context, Context. And the reason Ooh, that I, I like say that. those two ends of the spectrum is that he has constantly worked the same theme, the same topic and gone deeper and broader and refined it more and more as he's written. It's not like he's gone on to the next topic and jumped all over the place. He's had one really deep passion that he's uh, pursued over his 50 year plus career. I met Barry over 20 years ago. He was talking about retiring then and he's now 87. He just retired this past April. Um, of, of 2018. So he, um, he's had a lifelong passion and he's still writing even today. So an, an amazing man, amazing mind. And uh, once you encounter the way he sees the world, your brain will never go back in the same shape. Okay. So the original or the seminal work from 2007, I think, Seeing Systems, Unlocking the Mysteries of Organizational Life, mm-hmm. or... The latest book, Context, 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 How Our Blindness to Context Cripples Even the Smartest Organization. Okay, got yeah. that. Um, how do you work with people? Do, you, do they have to want to be all in for a culture change, for a, for a profound shift uh, to work with you? Or do you work one-on-one with individual leaders? Or how does it work? Again, we typically work with organizations, and that can be an entire organization, can be a team it can be a group of high potential leaders that we're working with. Um, it can be any, any number of different configurations. We do one-on-one work. That tends to be more follow-up in nature than individual work. So the coaching that we do doesn't typically start at the one-on-one level unless you're talking about someone who wants to get certified in our programs and then bring that to the organizations they serve. So how it typically works is one of three ways. Someone can contact our organization either because they've experienced our workshops before or they've read our books or they've been told by a friend, you've got to experience this. Um, And they contract with us to come and deliver a workshop for their program after we talk through what they're trying to create in the Mm -hmm. organization. Okay. And we do workshops typically um, between 20 and 50 people, although we also have jumbo sessions, as we call them, that we can do. 100, 200, or 300 people at a time. In fact, I did one just Monday of this week with 150 people in Boston at the Partnership, which is a uh, fantastic organization that I can talk to you more about if you're interested. But in any case, um, we're coming in and we're creating 
um, what could loosely be called simulations, but they're actually not simulations for very long. They become very real very quickly. And we create an experience that is so visceral and so experiential, it not only do people get it cognitively, but they get the experience in the gut. And that tends to make it much more impactful and much more long lasting. And uh, so we tend to work with whole groups and uh, really collectively they examine what can they do to unleash the full positive potential of their organization. And then of course, people walk away with, what can I do in my part of the world within my sphere of influence to really make a difference in terms of how I impact the organization I'm part of? Okay. So workshops. Yeah. Workshops is one of the major ways that we do this. And we, again, they tend to be experiential. Right. And people learn about our framework and they learn about something that's very unusual. I think in most coaching scenarios or even most training scenarios, because we take such a systemic view of the organization, we help people understand that whatever organization you're part of, there are some very predictable conditions that exist. In fact, they existed before you even entered the organization. But if you only are thinking about your role in the organization in terms of you interacting with other individuals, you're missing a very important component of what it takes to be successful in any organization. So we help people understand the different predictable conditions that exist in organizations, as well as what we refer to as the reflex actions that many of us, not every time, but with great regularity, reflex actions that we use to address or react to those predictable conditions. And the sometimes disempowering scenarios we can end up in because we don't even see our moment of choice. We don't even see our moment of efficacy about how we could really have a different, more strategic, more impactful outcome. I want to talk about the, um, the power lab. Sure. It sounds, you know, it was, it caught my attention. What is, what's the, you know, What's the most useful thing about the Power Lab? What's the difference it makes for people? Why would we want to take it or go through well, experience? The Power Lab's a very unusual program. I, as I mentioned in my bio that I sent to you, uh, I, I was a graduate of the Power Lab myself about uh, 18 or 19 years ago. And it wow. remains the single most powerful formalized development I've ever been through. And it really is at the level of being transformative for me and many other graduates as well. So to briefly describe what the Power Lab is, it's a week-long immersive experience. When I say week-long, I literally mean 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You come into this experience and it's, it's almost like the TV show Survivor or Big Brother uh, before those things existed. You literally check your phone and your laptop at the door and you get randomly put into a role as either uh, an immigrant into the society or an elite who controls all the resources of the society or a middle manager who runs the restaurant or the company store or that sort of thing. And you create a society together and for seven days round the clock, you're living in this village that we literally rent out a small village on Cape Cod. Um, and you're, you, you're in this little town, this little microcosm and it plays out and you would think the elites would have all the power, but you quickly realize that there's power in all parts of the organization and every single power lab is different. Wow. And people get a chance to really explore their personal power 
in ways that are really fascinating and life-changing. We literally have to tell people before they go to the power lab that don't make any major life decisions within a week after going through the power lab. We've had people come up and say, I need to change my job. I need to get divorced. I need to get married. You know, any number of radical life changes because they just have such epiphanies and such clarity uh, about where their life is and where they want it to be as a result of going through the power lab. It's really, it's hard to describe, but uh, it's, it's an it amazing sounds, It sounds like a lot experience. of fun. It sounds like a, it's a fun, ex- amazing. weird, crazy yeah. experience. And at the same time, the, the thing I'm thinking is besides having a lot of fun and role-playing this alternate universe life, what is it that, what's the intention that you get from it? Like, what's the... Because we could we could create this anywhere and it wouldn't necessarily have an impact. What is it that you guys do that creates like this powerful impact for people? So one of the things that Barry is such a genius about is really taking very complex issues around human systems and simplifying them into an experience that really depersonalizes it and allows people to experience the power dynamics that they will recognize in all parts of their life. I've seen this story before. In fact, in many ways, it ceases, as I mentioned before, to be a role play or to be a simulation almost immediately. People are instructed to don't try to act like uh, how you think an immigrant would act necessarily. Try to be as effective in the situation as you possibly can be. And it really engages people not only completely you know, mentally, cognitively, but again, at the gut level, they're experiencing real emotions and they're, they're trying to exert influence as other people are trying to do the same thing. And uh, it gets very real, very quickly. And again, the amount of insights that people get um, is not only from their experience, but we pause the action periodically and strategically insert some frameworks for them to make sense of what they're experiencing and how that relates to their real life. And it's a combination of the experiential activities, the individual and group reflection, and these strategic frameworks that we share with people that is such a powerful mixture to really bring about real awareness. We are very fond of saying um, that we're often blind to the systems that we're in. Again, it's like that goldfish in, in the fishbowl. And we're about creating system sight. And once you have system sight, you now have awareness and the option to make choices that you didn't make when you were blind to the system. So a lot of it is very much an awakening, but then out of that awakening or out of that awareness comes the options for different choices, more strategic choices, seven more days. powerful choices right. for seven. the individual as well as the group. Seven days. That's amazing. Really? Seven days straight? Seven days straight. I mean, I remember vividly um, not getting much sleep and <laughs> so clear. much to try to accomplish and so much that I was trying to do. I was in a, I was in a middle position. And I was in charge of the company or the community's communication and their university. And, um, and I was really engaged with trying to, how can I really shape this culture? How can I really energize the whole system? How can I personally increase my influence and, yeah. and bring this um, collective organization in a direction I think would be you know, 
worthy let's, let's, channels in it. Let's let people know, in addition to uh, looking up books uh, by Barry Oshry, we can also send them to your website, which is Power the Words, Power and Systems, Power, Singular, and Systems, plural, dot com. Um, I want to, I want to, you've now got 20 years in this. You've, you've spent a life, a, a, a generation or a significant portion of your life working with organizations. If you could wave your magic wand, uh, and make a difference in organizations initially, or if you could train all coaches within the sounds of our voice to start in some place when they're doing organizational work, what's that one difference that you'd make, or what's the one place you'd invite coaches to to start? And they may be different things, which is why I want to be clear about my question. Great, great. Well, let me first just clarify one thing that you said. So I have been working with this uh, body of work for 20 years. In my current role, I've been in this current role for about a year and a half. So I just want to make sure oh that I'm okay. accurate in terms of how I'm pursuing. I was Thanks actually the on the part. other side. I was working at organizations like Staples, like CVS, um, like Hanover Insurance Company and others. And I always brought these programs with me wherever I went when I led OD departments or leadership development departments or internal communications departments. Um and so both in working inside and as well as consulting, I always love these programs and gravitated toward this body of work. And um, as a result of a round the world trip that my wife and I took with our children three years ago, when I came back, Barry was again talking about retirement and he and his wife, Karen, um, who I've been very close with for some time, told me they were actually going to retire, which I had to question. And um, so I went to meet with them because they want to, and they said, we haven't planned our retirement. We want to, we want to we do that. We want to learn from your experience of traveling around the world to 32 countries, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so to make a long story short, that's how I ended up in the seat where I am today after conversations that uh, weren't actually the original purpose. So it's weird how life works. But to get back to your question, I would say in general, if there's anything I could do to get all the people out there that love coaching and love really helping people become more effective, it would be come up to the balcony with us that we really think there's real value in getting up above the action and getting that perspective. And not only will you really enjoy the view, but we have great cookies to share with you and you'll find them um, both nutritious and delicious. And uh, so we want to share what we've learned about organizations and the people in them with you. Uh, we're about really making the world and organizations a better place. Uh, we are a nonprofit company, although we try to make money so we can continue to spread spread this work and and continue to evolve how we deliver it to our clients. What's the you know if you were going to leave the audience here? I think the audience you know are are people that are interested in coaching, that love coaching, that are coaches. What would be the thing that you would want to gift them to help them grow? improve, become better just through, you know, you being here on the show? Um, I would say that uh, one of the things that we really consistently find people find value in from what we do is that they learn about what I was mentioning before, both the predictable conditions that happen in an organization and how do you interrupt those patterns? How do you make more strategic, more powerful choices for yourself? And I'll give you a couple of brief examples of that. Uh, one would be oftentimes when things happen to us in an organization, when stuff, to use a technical term, comes at us, we tend to take it very personally. 
We make up a story if it doesn't make sense to us. And that story usually makes us be the hero or the victim and the other person to be the bad guy or bad gal yeah. in the story. Yeah. And um, we have learned so often it's really not about us as much as we'd like to make it about us. It's really about people struggling in the worlds that they're in. So if you're dealing with someone who's at the top of an organization, whether that's a nonprofit or Fortune 500 or family, you're dealing with a lot of complexity and a lot of responsibility and they're feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling overloaded. And if you show up with a simple request to them, even if you're trying to help, it's going to be yet another piece of what they're already struggling to deal with. So if you understand the predictable conditions that exist at different parts of an organization, whether that be a family or a business or a faith-based organization, you have a much better chance of not only navigating that effectively, you have a much greater chance of personally increasing your power, your potential, your impact, as well as the effectiveness of the organization that you serve, that you're part of. So that would be my invitation is to come, you know, again, see the systemic nature of organizations. So many leaders talk about our people are our most important asset, but we don't necessarily match our actions to those philosophies. And we really think that we have a secret sauce to help people put that into action. So what kind of people listening to this should be reaching out to you? Well, we attract um, a wide variety of people to this body of work. It's uh, enlightened leaders that really want to unleash the full potential of their organization. There's a lot of people engaged. It used to be empowerment, but now you know engagement seems to be the term that people are using in a lot of engagement surveys and that sort of stuff are done. But we work with a lot of consultants, with coaches, with facilitators, with um, strategic offsite facilitators, as an example. So it's really uh, both line leaders and then any practitioner, whether it be coach, consultant, facilitator, um, that is really about helping to uh, helping an organization unleash the full potential, full positive potential of its organization. Great. So if you're an organizational leader listening or would like to be one, check out powerandsystems.com. Jeff, it's been great having you today. Uh, thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world and give our regards to Barry. Uh, any any final, uh, maybe a 30 second uh, something for our listeners today, something for us to think about or take with us with our day? into our day? Yeah, thanks for the, the invitations for a parting shot. I would say, um, you know, next time you're banging your head against a wall with a particularly thorny issue, ask yourself this simple question. Is there a recurring pattern here that's going on that if it became visible to me, it would give me another path, another way to navigate through this recurring situation that doesn't feel good and, you know, we've all heard the definition of insanity, trying the same thing over and over again uh, and expecting a different result. Maybe the reason uh, or the path to getting a different result is to step back and look at the situation systemically. We think that by helping people to think and act systemically, it's a great way to deal with this increasingly complex world we find ourselves in. Beautiful. All right. Thank you so much. And go Bruins. Uh, thank you, our dear listener. I want to thank uh, Inspirational Alex. You can find Alex Terranova by going to thedreammason.com or the Dream Mason podcast or Inspirational Alex at Instagram. Thank you so much, sir. 
You're welcome. And thank uh, thanks to our first guest, Michael Stratford. You can find out more by going to michaelstratford.com or find out more about uh, the great work that Jeff and the folks at Power and Systems are doing by going to powerandsystems.com. That's it for our show this week. We will talk to you each. We'll continue talking to you each and every week, bringing you people out on the cutting edge of coaching, doing something interesting, useful, or just plain wacky. You're listening to The Coaching Show right here on accomplishmentmedia.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. I thank you, my dear listener, and we'll talk to you next week.